Have you been hit financially by COVID and are looking for ways to keep money, gain money? Well, you need to listen to our guest today. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Ralston, your host, and we have today Tanya Oliver with us. Welcome, Tanya. Hello, Diane. Great to be here. Yes, it's going to be good because we so need what you are going to share with us today. We have, uh, now let me give you a little bit more. Like we're going to talk about why women need to develop their financial smarts to survive and thrive in the 21st century. And not just that in a post pandemic world, because we're like coming out to the end here of COVID times. And I know financially it's really messed with a lot of people. So tell us first a little about yourself. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. So my name is Tanya Oliva, and I'm the founder of FinSmart, which is a financial coaching business. And today I'm living and working on my own terms on beautiful Vancouver Island in Camp River. And I live with my dog on my own, but I have a very full life, of course, with the outdoors and with a great group of friends and a very safe and uh, friendly community. That sounds awesome. Now, for those of you who are checking this out on YouTube, you'll see how beautiful Tanya's home is. We see that gorgeous background there. Uh, and you can see that if you are listening on the Dynamic Women podcast, you can go check that out uh, at Diane Rolston, the YouTube channel. So you, okay, you've, you've done really well for yourself. And now you teach women how to really get on top of their finances and be financially smart, fin smart. And has it always been that way? Have you always been awesome with money? Have you always just been like rolling in it? <laughs> no, short answer is no. In fact, we all have a money story, Diane. And I think, you know, when you, whether you see people on reality shows, there's a thread of money across everyone's life story. And mine goes back actually 20 years. And not unlike a lot of women experiencing the pandemic today, I went through something very similar when I was 32. Mm. And I went through what I call a personal, professional, and financial meltdown all at the same time. What I mean by that, personally, I was going through the end of a marriage. Professionally, I had lost my first corporate prized position as a result of an unexpected corporate restructure. Wow. And third, the money ran out. And I also was not able to get any help from my family, even though the means were there. It was more, um, unfortunately, used as a weapon to treat me, to teach me a lesson. So I literally was struggling wow. to pay the mortgage and put food in the fridge. And I knew at that moment I had to change how I felt about things. I had to change yeah. my mindset. And I also had to change how I managed money because Diane, I didn't want to ever have to go through that very scary and vulnerable experience again. And I'm very happy to report 
that within 15 years, I became financially independent by putting in place best practices and basic principles when it comes to managing our money. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That, you know, there, that's not always an easy thing to tell people that you've, you kind of went through this hardship in not just one, but in three different areas. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners can relate to that. And so let's kind of move into that, that place of today and what the listeners are facing. Like what, what are some challenges that we're all facing right now with money? Well, you know, Diane, money really is the last taboo in terms of having that uh, conscious conversation. You know, mental health was in this position, you know, maybe five, 10 years ago. We need to come to the same place with our money. And, you know, as a financial coach and a financial wellness advocate, one of the most important things we can all do is get our financial house in order and really become knowledgeable about personal finance. Let's be honest. We all spend, what, 40, 50 plus hours a week making money for decades of our life. But how much time do we spend managing that money? And this is where the gap is. And this is why I'm so passionate about what I do is to help people raise their consciousness about their money and how we can better management so that they can get on a, a more secure financial footing. And it is possible with some just very basic practices. Yeah, that actually makes me think about the whole, like, if you're trying to be healthier, you should really watch what you're eating, and you should plan out what you're eating, and be on top of it. And yeah, how much time do people spend except like, oh, I got to pay this bill, or did my paycheck come in? That's probably all that people, most people are looking at. And so you mentioned about, you know, getting your, your financial, um, what was it you said about getting your finances in order? So what, yes. is that, what does that even mean? Because some people are like, well, I pay my bills or I know what's in my bank account. And so I pay yes. my taxes, like that's enough. So what do you mean by that? Well, you brought me to a great point, Diane, because another thing I always share with my clients is that managing your money is a skill. It is not a task. So what you've just shared, paying bills, knowing what's in your bank account, doing your taxes. Those are all check, check, check. Managing your money is absolutely knowing the big picture. And that's Mm. including your cash flow. So to describe that, what comes into your account, what goes out of your account. And as we know, that changes with a month, the years, our stage of life. So what I'm all about is teaching people money as a skill. And it really starts with knowing two important numbers in personal finance. And the first one is your net income. So what are you bringing in on a monthly basis? And what is what are your expenses? And what's left over? And it's how you manage what's left over that is gonna really change your financial circumstances in a more positive way if you're conscious about it. And the second really important number we need to know is what is our net worth? Now, our net worth is not our self-worth. This is really just a measure of our wealth at any point in time. And really, net worth is probably the most important number when it comes to determining your retirement readiness. And retirement, as we know, is pretty much an old school concept in the way our parents thought of it. Yeah. Today, retirement, the way that I share with my clients is, number one, it's work optional. 
it, it's that stage of life where you no longer have to work for a paycheck. And that's really called financial independence when you can yes. live and work on your own terms. Yes. So you, you dropped uh, a couple of key, a few key terms here. And so listeners, I want you to, did you catch all these? Did you write them down? Knowing your cash flow, knowing your net worth and knowing if in retirement, you could have financial freedom. I, I was, um, on one of the social platforms the other day and someone was asking just ballpark how much is it my parents need to move into an assisted living center and, or residence and, and what does that cost and someone put eight to ten thousand a month and that blew me away blew my mind and uh i know a lot of business owners are like oh i'll never give this up i love it i love it i love it however what happens if Health-wise, you can't. You're taking. There's so many times in our life where we cannot predict the future, exactly. but we must prepare for it. And again, going back to the current situation with the pandemic, you know, I I have to share with your listeners that you know there's four four key truths and about our current reality. Hmm. Number one, we are all expendable or at risk in our jobs. I mean, who would have thought restaurants and tourism would be shut down? The second truth is that the cost of living just keeps rising. You know, we've seen the cost of housing and education really go beyond most sure. people's means. The third thing, Diane, is that we are all responsible for our financial future. We know that we can no longer rely on you know, a huge, uh, generous company pension plan. Very few people have access to any kind of pension. And then the final thing I wanted to say about our reality today is that the next financial shock is coming, you know, it's just around the corner. Because if we look back in, in modern times, we have had a major financial shock every single decade. Oil crisis in the 70s, double digit interest rates in the 80s, yeah. Of course, the dot-com crash in the 90s, the Great Recession, and now our pandemic. So we need to prepare for the next financial shock, even though we don't know what that is. Yeah. When I hear that some of the, the biggest stock traders and investors are in cash, <laughs> you know that something's coming. And, and that's maybe not the world that a lot of the listeners are playing in. Um, but like you were saying... The pension's not there, especially with all the small business owners, right? What are we, what are people really paying into? And do you want to be, and no offense to anyone who does this, but do you want to have to be a Walmart greeter when you're a senior in order to just pay your bills? Probably not what people are wanting. Now we're, we're the dynamic women podcast. And so what challenges specifically do women face or are, are women experiencing around money? Well, you know, it hasn't changed um, much in the last, uh, you know, number of decades. And it's been exasperated mm. by the pandemic, uh, certainly because more women have been affected in terms of their ability to earn a living. Yeah. And, you know, take on that career because of childcare responsibilities. So there's really four key challenges that we face as women. And this is why I want to empower women with their money, because you know, one of the big statistics is that we do live longer than men, an average of five years. Yep. And so at some point in our lives, we are going to have to manage our own money, our own investments. So it's really important that we recognize that now and start to learn and become empowered. 
But Diane, just to go back to the things that are affecting women specifically, is of course the gender pay gap. We know that we're making 82, 87 cents on the dollar for every dollar a man earns. And of course that's for people like yourself and me who are women of white privilege. We have to consider it's much lower for women of color, uh, people who have disabilities or in the LBGTQ community, they're yeah. earning much less. So this is a big challenge that we all need to um, try to narrow that gap. And that relates to the gender wealth gap. So we think about we're earning less, we're out of the workplace because of caregiving responsibilities primarily. Yeah. That means that we are able to accumulate less wealth or savings over our career. And, you know, I've been reading so many articles about how women are having to basically downgrade their careers or exit the workforce altogether, or they're now becoming less ambitious because the stress of balancing work and home right now in this pandemic is a serious, serious long-term concern. So this is why I'm so glad to be on your podcast today and talk to your dynamic women because we want to become dynamic with our finances. We want to become confident. Yeah, we, yeah, we definitely do. And there, there are a lot of things that we face, but like you said, it's around getting the skills to be able to empower you to make the right choices, but then also to have the right mindset. So you've talked, you, you know, you've mentioned about mindset and that you need to have a, the right money mindset and that FinSmart is your money mindset. So what is a FinSmart money mindset? Great question, because this is what I share with my clients and my friends. So every time we talk about money, we're talking about being FinSmart. So this becomes this one powerful world as a word as to how we use and behave with our money. So our mindset is really the lens through which we see the world. And our money mindset is the lens through which we have our relationship with money. A thin, smart money mindset is really a healthy, positive, and honest relationship with money. We cannot do everything, right? But we can do anything we want with our money. We just have to make choices. So being thin, smart really comes down to having intention, being mindful of how you spend save, borrow, earn your money and plan for your financial future. These are all important financial behaviors. And again, working with a financial coach like myself, I'm going to give you all of those skills and best practices around financial behavior so that you can use that in your day-to-day -day life and set yourself up for financial security and independence in the future. Yes, yes. And so just like in coaching, having someone to be able to lead you through or help you uncover the answers, because you might be thinking, well, I don't know what I, I guess I need my money for retirement, or I guess I, you know, I, maybe we want to renovate our house. And so it's kind of like this wishy-washy, haven't really figured it out, haven't really committed to anything. This will give you a game plan as to what to be working towards is is what I'm guessing and and like the Les Brown quote you can't see the picture when you're in the frame when you're in your especially if you're having hardship around money if you're having uh if you have a negative mindset around money it's really hard to have the belief or be able to plan for better times with money 
sure that's what you've seen. Absolutely true. And I think for women, you know, we are again struggling with the fact that we live in a society that is very consumer based. And of course, we are enticed every single day from the cosmetics, personal <laughs> care, and the fashion industries yeah. to spend more, to be something that we see on television or, or more significantly in social media. So one of the things I like to try to get people in, into their mindset is that, you know, more is not better. We know that money does not create happiness. You know, happiness comes from connection and community and ingenuity and, and these feelings of control of our life. We need to think of, you know, having more power over ourselves through the resource mm. of money. Yeah. And so maybe can you, can you, I know there's confidentiality with working with a client, but are you able to tell us like maybe a story, case study, something that you've had when working with a client and what that, because we've heard your story, but maybe hearing about how you've worked with someone else and, and what they went through. Absolutely. You're right. Confidentiality is key when working with people in their finances, but I'd love to share a story about a couple, a young couple. And, you know, it's a situation where you have the wife or the, the mother who is doing that task, you know, paying the bills, making sure, you know, the kids get what they need, doing the shopping. And then the husband is more concerned about the investing. And so the, the wife really has no big picture about their financial. And then when the, the, the task of managing money gets stressful, then there's a lot of uncertainty in their relationship and in their, in their financial mm -hmm. security. So in this case, the woman was using money, you know, to kind of create, uh, I guess you could say it was an emotional spend for her. You know, it made her feel better by spending money, but it was putting her in a worse situation. So by working with me, she became very clear on her financial life both in terms of the money coming in and going out and also yeah. as to how she needs to save and build wealth for not only her long-term goals, but her short-term goals, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's replacing a car, a roof, putting those kids in summer camp, or of course, you know, planning for, you know, a vacation, all of these things take planning. And this is why it's such an empowering process because mm -hmm. most people as I mentioned, are only dealing with their money as a task. And once you take control and learn it as a skill, it pays immediate dividends. So as a result of a three-month coaching program, she is now more empowered, more clear, mm. and more aligned. And it's getting you know the priorities in order so that she is now living her best life. Her finances are yeah. aligned with her goals, her values, and her life vision. Yeah. And I find confidence comes in being able to take the right action in whatever area of life it is. And so in this case, finances, and I'm sure she started to feel that confidence and that, and that ability to have power over the money rather than the money having power over her. Um, and she was able to make some better decisions. And I love that you brought up short-term goals because a lot of people, I think when, when they're in a, a time of paycheck to paycheck or in a time of, okay, we just have to get through this or, well, we're putting so much money into kids and RESPs and um, the mortgage and everything. We don't have anything extra and we're not going to build out long-term goals quite yet. It's nice that idea of, well, yeah, you can have short-term goals like paying for summer camp 
when that is something that naturally has to happen. And so you can be less stressed about it. Well, exactly. You know, we can prepare for all of these things, even for Christmas. Christmas comes around the same time every year. We can prepare Mm. for that expense. You know, the other thing is when you're clear on your goals, it gives you permission to say no to things that are not your priority. And that is, I think, a very powerful thing is that, no, I'd rather use my money for this. This is more important to me. And this is why we go through that exercise of setting goals, really being clear on values, because it's your life. You want to live your best life. And so when you're clear on what that looks like, it makes it so much easier to make financial decisions. Yeah, because you're doing a strong yes to the goals that you've made. So you can make an easy no to the things that that would put you out. Yeah, that's great. Because then you have something stronger to stand behind rather than the guilt of like, I probably should buy this or uh, I'm going to buy that so I can keep up with the Joneses, that kind of idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, That's one of the points I was going to make earlier, which I kind of got off track. I lost my train. But what I was going to say is we need to get to this place in our lives where enough is enough. Yes. I mean, how many of us have had, you know, you know, a new phone every single year or we buy another jacket just because it's a different color. So I think, you know, the pandemic has really taught us that we don't need as much as we have. Um, I can't remember when I put on a pair of dress shoes, for example, to go out because there's just not that option right now. So you think about it, we don't need as much as we have. And when I go through people's finances, I find so many expenses that are really very much luxuries and extras. And especially now when people are using all of these subscriptions for online services and other products that just add up. Oh, it's only 10 bucks a month. Oh, it's only $8 or $20. Those things add up. And then you have to say to yourself, is this too much? Am I really getting value from this? Those are the kind of questions we have to ask ourselves so that we can use our money in more productive ways that again, Mm. keep your future self. This is another key point we want people to be aware of. We're living longer and healthier. Most of us now have to track to 90, 95, and even 100 years old. We could be in this you know, age of retirement or non-work for 20, 30 years. So you've got to think of your future self. We want to maintain a lifestyle, which means you have to plan for it today. Yeah, my grandma lived to 101. And and I, I can remember my parents took care of her finances. Um, meaning that she, they took her whatever her pension checks and put it in and paid the retirement residence and put pocket money in her little account so she'd go get her hair done and things. Um, but I do know that in the last you know while they were having to supplement the monthly fees, especially as she needed more and more support. And that wasn't something that our family could give her. And so, yeah, there are the added costs and, and not just for our own lives, but maybe for the lives of our parents. Yeah. Um, And you know, it's funny. I want to maybe talk about something more positive because I know it can be very challenging for people, but one of my favorite shows is Grace and Frankie. And, you know, when I see that show with Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda as best friends living together, this is what I see, Diane. There's so many more single women and let's, we're dynamic, right? And we should be empowered. And I see the very future of us to, to in later life is more communal living. Yes. So 
you know, we talk about planning for the future. I personally have already hooked up with my BFF from my childhood, and we have agreed that we are going to create what we call a PCF, a personal care facility that we can both live in and have an outside caregiver come. So this is empowering for me to know that my life, future, future life will be spent with my best friend, with care, and we're planning for it now. I don't expect to be in that situation for 30 years, but I'm thinking about it. And this is what I encourage all of us, obviously all of your listeners and viewers to think about what do they want their future to look like and how can you start planning for it today? Yeah. Awesome. That's so cute. And I'm sure that when you're working with people, you do pull out these kind of cool ideas uh, based on not only what you've experienced in your own life or with your knowledge of being fin smart, but also in what you've seen in other clients. Um, I know sometimes I'm pulling like, well, this client had this tool or this technique or whatever and bringing in and sharing. So that's just that wealth of knowledge. I love it. So let's kind of close off here with, um, you know, you're so inspired. I can hear it not only from your experience, but in your, in your knowledge that you really want to help women to master their money, to be in control of it, to have power over it. Um, can you just share a little bit more about what working with you as a financial coach looks like? I know that when, you know, people come to me and they want to hire me, they're like, well, how do I work with you? Like they have no clue. And so I'm sure the same is, is for how, how do people work with you? What's that look like? Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share because, you know, one of the greatest hacks in personal finance, Diane, is to learn from others, you know, those who have knowledge, proven strategies and the experience so that you can avoid costly mistakes and you can get on the path to financial independence faster. So working with a financial coach is really all about money management and building initial wealth. So this is how we differ from a financial advisor. A financial advisor is very complimentary because what they're going to do is they're going to invest that wealth and help build it over time. So into investments like stocks and mutual funds. So when you're working with me as a financial coach, Mm -hmm. I take you through a holistic process and it's my own personalized coach program. And I call it the FinSmart formula. And it has four key stages. The first is awareness. You know, I call it bringing your A game because all the stages start with A. So first is awareness. And this is when I want to help you learn everything there is to know about your finances and also educate you on all aspects of personal finance that's relevant to your circumstances because we're all unique. Yes. Second stage, Diane, is called anticipation. And this goes back to what we've talked about earlier. And this is establishing your short, medium and long term goals. We need to have anticipation in our lives, both for our present and future self. And this is a great time to get clear. The third stage is called action. This is when I help you implement those best practices, Mm -hmm. which yes, include a cash flow budget system. You know, I don't like to use the word budget, but it really is a spending and savings plan so that you can achieve your goals. And that leads me to the final stage, which is achievement, right? We all want to see progress in our finances, in our financial well-being. And by being clear on your financial priorities, we can then monitor our progress. So that's doing those monthly check-ins with your significant other. That's checking in with me every quarter or every six months. Because remember, we go through very many, uh, a multitude of life stages, Yes. So our needs and our priorities may shift depending on, you know, like yourself, having kids at home, 
what's your life going to look like when your kids have left home or when you leave work? All of these stages require a different approach to your finances. And this is why a financial coach is a benefit to everyone, regardless of your age or life stage. Yes. Yeah. And not just for people who feel like they maybe don't have control of their money, but for people who want to, who are doing well with their money, I want to take it to the next level. That's, that's even an option as well to be able to yeah. have that support to get to that like peak level. Cause I know that I have a lot of successful women that come to me that are already doing well in life and with, with or without me, they're going to do well, but they want to go to that next level. Right. right. And that's another point. We could have a whole other conversation on <laughs> how to build wealth through passive income, which is basically income that you don't need to trade your time for money. So yes. like yourself, if you're selling online courses, that's a great way of making some passive income or just investing in stocks that pay dividends. So there's a whole program. But what we've realized, a lot of experts have realized that because of the cost of living today, we all need to generate some streams of passive income. Yes so that we can maintain a lifestyle in our later years. And again, this is another great reason why, you know, you would want to work with someone like myself so that I can get you on the path to creating yeah. those streams of income. Awesome. I know. Cause when COVID hit, I know a lot of people were struggling and I'm like, that's okay. I'm not going to do my speaking anymore. Like my live in-person speaking, I got my coaching, I've got my books, I've got all these other things and the people who were just speakers. So my caps colleagues, who were just speakers, they were, they struggled, you know, to have your whole calendar. So every single job you had for the next year just canceled like that. There was panic in the community. And so if you have these multiple in, uh, income streams, like you said, it, it definitely will get them in, into a better position uh, and be able to weather any storm, even, even a, a vacation and not being in your business. So yeah. You've shared so many wonderful things. Is there any last comments um, that you would like to, to share? Well, I just encourage all the women listening and, and watching to think about what baby steps can you take today? You know, is it listening to a podcast about personal finance? Is it looking up a blog online? Is it getting a book from the library? You know, there is that beautiful psychological behavioral tool called, you know, building competence leads to confidence. So the more knowledge we have, the more confident we become, and then we can make yes. better life decisions. So ladies, just do a baby step. One thing a week, spend a little bit time getting to know your finances, talk to your husband or significant other or your financial advisor about your investments, get clear. Because, you know, we are living longer, we, we will be responsible for our finances. Yeah. And I just encourage you to, to reach out to me or to someone that you trust to talk about money, because it's something is it's a tool, it's not yeah. a representative of our value. Yes, exactly. And if someone was to want to reach out to you, uh, they can go to the show notes to find your contact information. But can you just share a uh, best way to reach you um, on here as well? Yeah, uh, thank you. Our my website is finsmart.ca. So finsmart.ca. You can reach me by email as well, Tanya at finsmart.ca, or check me out on social media at getfinsmart across Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So thank you, Diane, for allowing me to share today. I would love to hear from any of your listeners. I do offer a complimentary clarity call, awesome. and it just gives you that first step. So maybe the first step is just to give me a call. 
Yes, exactly. So thank you so much, Tanya. And to all of our listeners, you know, no matter where you are in your financial journey, there is a small step that you can make um, kind of in review. Make sure you know what your cash flow is. Make sure you know your net worth. Do you have a financial plan? And if you don't, probably good to get one. And thinking about your short-term financial goals, long-term financial goals, and do you have the right money mindset? These are all the amazing things that Tanya talked about today and can help you with. So reach out to her. Um, you know, she's a great person and really not just knowledgeable, but she's lived it. She's been through it herself. And so she can be empathetic to wherever you are in your situation. So thank you again, Tanya. And to um, if you haven't subscribed listeners, please subscribe so that you can hear from more dynamic women like Tanya and that you can really keep upping your game. I do solo episodes every other episode and write a review. Let us know what you liked about this episode and that will help, you know, to bring other listeners here so that they can also really scale up their life in business and being a dynamic woman. So thank you. And until next time, stay dynamic, everyone. Bye. dynamic women for joining us today please hop on over to itunes to subscribe and leave us a review who do you know who needs to hear our message we'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family if you're ready to be more dynamic have more balance and more success head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book stay dynamic